Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Nick's Mail.Bag, presented by the Strickland and by all of you on Patreon and by our good friends at Bet Online and Believe, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, but first, I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor and chief of the Strickland. I also host Locked On Nick's, which you might know. And I am joined by just one co-host today. My other one had to go do a work emergency or something i don't know i don't know what happened i think he works does does zach work in it he's like the the chief it person at his company yes so someone you know someone tried to uh, the tubes the tubes they had problems with the tubes that's how the internet works right it's just all tubes yeah someone tried to go on porn tube and and uh, (laughs) it uh, screwed everything up and (laughs) zach had to take tonight off apparently but i am joined by Matt Weiss, who you might know as Warm Perm, or maybe Matt Weiss, or perhaps something else. I don't Wham know. Pierm, my actual Twitter handle. Wham Pierm. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Matt? Um, okay, it kind of. I'm going to make this joke anyway, but it kind of, since we made those comments about Zach, the, the timing's off, but I've never heard of Black Hot Knicks. Oh, well, good to know. I mean, <laughs> you and you and everyone else. <laughs> anyway, no, I've I've heard of Black on Excite. Have you? Oh, I good. do. I do listen. Honestly, I listen occasionally, and I'll tell you that I listen to it more often than I listen to Pod Strickland. So you know, <laughs> sorry, Schwinn. <laughs> let's uh, let's cut that. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna leave that. I'm gonna stroke my own ego. Yeah, no, you want to stroke your ego? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Real quick, before we get into all the lovely questions from all of you, of course, we took. Questions from our Strickland Discord, which I'll tell you how you could potentially get into in just a moment. I'll let you all know that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. So head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. And 
if some of you are listening or watching this, listening to or watching this, and are not already part of our Patreon and thus our Discord, let me give you the quick pitch on that. Because if you're hearing these questions, you're like, wait a minute, I want to ask questions. Well, there's only one way to do that. That's becoming a Strickland Patreon. $100 a day. $100 a day. That's how much you got to pay. Sorry, Just that's kidding. how it works. Everyone on this court pays us $100 a day. That's true. Don't ask anybody, but it is true. That's what happens. Uh, no, but really, though, what is it? What are those ads where they're always like, for a cup of coffee a day? You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. You could, you mean, could it's, plant it's a, a tree. It's a cup of coffee somewhere. a month. Yeah. We have, for a cup of coffee a month, you could be a part of the best Knicks-centric Discord in the world. And pro I'm going to go so far as to say the best Knicks community in the whole world. Uh, so for $6, <laughs> is that accurate? I said it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Good. No. All right. Stop interrupting my, my Sorry. ad copy. Now. No, I know. I'm, it's just me tonight. So I'm kind of feeling a little, <laughs> feeling a little antsy. I know. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> We're going to get to questions in a second, but real quick, if you're not a member of the Patreon already, uh, make sure to do so for $6 a month, one Starbucks Frappuccino, not even Starbucks Frappuccino is more than $6 uh, for like a regular Starbucks coffee with oat milk. Uh, you can get access to the full edition of Friday pod Strickland, uh, you can get access to the Strickland Discord, which is the best Knicks community on the planet. You get full access to takes from Obvious Bozos, our uh, sister show, which is sort of like the mailbag, but where you submit takes that then Drew and Zach judge and uh, tell you you're a bozo or not a bozo sometimes or maybe somewhere in between. And so that's a lot of fun. And then for $9 a month, you can move up to a point where you get Schwinn's solo podcast, which is called Strick and Roll. And so you could get that as well as written pieces, typically from Matthew Miranda, but sometimes from our stable of other talented writers delivered right into your inbox and right onto your Patreon account through Patreon uh, and a bunch of other stuff. I think that's where you start getting merch discounts as well. Uh, if you decide to get some merch from the strickland.bigcartel.com or just the strict.land, click the merch tab. And then beyond that, there's tiers that go anywhere from 15, 30, 50, whatever. Uh, many different dollar amounts if you really want to support us. And from those points, you could potentially co-host an episode of Pod Strickland on some of those. There's all kinds of other fun things that you can do uh, with those higher tiers. So check them out, patreon.com slash the Strickland. And uh, consider supporting us if you like Nick's content and you want to support people that you like. It's always good to throw a couple dollars around rather than give a couple more dollars to Starbucks. They don't need it. We need it, though. We're poor. Uh, anyway, moving on, Matt, we have our questions. We have a bunch of mailbag questions. And the first one actually came to us before we asked for questions this time. This was about two weeks ago when we last recorded. Uh, but our buddy ZMP323 out of the Discord uh, had a really good question that I still think is relevant now because it was asked pretty shortly before the All-Star break anyway uh, and right after the trade deadline. So I think this is this is still very relevant. Uh, ZMP323 wants to know, what do you think about how building a roster inspired by Tibbs' tendencies and philosophies ended up vaulting this team to the closest they've been to contending in years? The Knicks have been great for the past season and a half, but does that convince you that this team could win a title with him as coach despite his known faults? I think this is a really good question. I'll, I'll let you start answering it. Um, so I guess I'll, let me go backwards. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is like, it's less so than in other sports, but still in the NBA playoffs are every playoffs are a crapshoot. Um, again, I think it is probably, I don't watch enough hockey to compare, but I'm just talking like baseball, football, basketball. 
I think the NBA playoffs are the least crapshooty, but once you're in, you're in. So yeah, the Knicks could win a title because like shit could break perfectly for them to do it and they just do it. Um, do I think like they're the best team in the Eastern Conference or even the second best? Uh, at full strength, they might be the second best team, but they're definitely not the best. Or they're not better than the Celtics. Um, but nonetheless, like I think, I I mean I I know that the the roster has been like built the way Tibbs wants it, but they've really just acquired good players. Like that's what it comes down to. It's not people think of it as like oh you know Tibbs didn't like RJ and he he thought quickly was undersized so he needed a big you know a guy who could like OG who could guard bigger forwards which is just true the Knicks did need that like I think it's been obvious since the trade they more than people are willing to admit that as much as we love quickly like for what they needed given they had Brunson and they had DiVincenzo and they have Hart and they have Brandle and they have um at the time they had Grimes obviously they don't anymore but you know, given how the team was made up around quickly, like they OG is a much better fit with the team than quickly is. And um, so I think like when people think like, oh, they got OG because like that's the perfect Tibbs guy and they got Precious because that's the perfect Tibbs guy and like Burks and, and I mean, I don't think anyone thinks Bogdanovich is really a perfect Tibbs guy, but, but like Burks, Tibbs loves Burks. But like, again, they just acquired good players for like very reasonable prices this season. And they've been doing that for years. It really comes down to uh, that Leon's a, Leon Rose is a really good executive. He's very good at his job. He knows how to get the players I need for a reasonable price so he can build the roster. And he built the roster very methodically. He didn't really overpay for anyone. And when he made a mistake, he was able to pivot off of it without merging the future. And the, now where they are is they're one of the best teams in the NBA when they're healthy. I mean, they've had like this ridiculous spate of unlucky injuries, but like, I think Tibbs is a good coach. And I mean, there are, there easily the best coach. No, but he has obvious faults. Um, but I think you can see like really the, the, a lot of the complaints we had about him in the past was not that the roster can fit his tendencies, but that the roster just was not good enough. Um, RJ has looked a lot better with the Raptors, but like it wasn't working here because he was, he's not a fit with Brunson and Randall again, quickly, like awesome coming off the bench, but they needed somebody to, to guard bigger players than he could guard. And, and then, and then Grimes could guard and then Josh could, and that, and then Josh Hart could guard. Um, And you have to give to get. So like, yeah, they gave up quickly, but they got a better asset ultimately um, for what they needed for their team. And same thing with Grimes. Like Grimes, it's it's a bummer. He looked so good last year, but like it was half a season. And this year he, for whatever reason, like straight up sucked. And I think his defense wasn't as good. He wasn't aggressive on offense. Like he wasn't aggressive on offense is like an understatement, obviously. Like he was timid on offense in a very weird way. Uh, even coming off the bench, he had like that one game when he first came off the bench where it was like, oh, okay, now that he's away from the starters, he's going to be more aggressive. But then it just went away. Um, and so, you know, again, they gave up like a little bit of an asset in Grimes, but they got Bogdanovich, who no one expected them to be able to get. And they got Burks, who, you know, not ideal, but he's like a solid player. He's probably going to play like 10 minutes a game in the playoffs. It's not going to really be that big a deal. So, 
I think it's more on what Leon Rose has done than what Tibbs has done. But, you know, Tibbs can coach a good roster because he's like a solid NBA coach. And so he's been doing that. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you too. I, I you know, everybody keeps being like they just got Tibbs players. And I'm like, I don't think they did. I think maybe you could rightly say that like maybe quickly wasn't utilized well enough with the Knicks and he's been showing a lot of what a lot of Knicks fans thought that he could be as a starting point guard and whatever, like on the Raptors, but he was just never going to be a starting point guard here. And maybe he could have been the starting shooting guard, which I certainly was campaigning for earlier this year. Uh, But like, you know, again, you get a guy in OG that again, it's like what you said, you got to give to get. And the reality is they didn't give up any first round picks to get him. And they used quickly to get, a guy right. that transformed them into a 14 and or 15 and two team in yeah. 17 games, like yeah. from the start of the year. I mean, it's just insane. And it wasn't fluky. Like they were no. dominating teams. Yeah. It wasn't like they were just like sneaking no. by anybody. And it's not yeah. like it was all bad teams, like good team, bad team didn't matter. Knicks were blowing you out by 20, uh, any given night with OG on the floor. And like, yeah. I, to say that he's a Tibbs guy is also BS because there's like not a team in the NBA that you would show OG on an OB to and be like, do you want this guy on your team? <laughs> yeah, no, Teams always want three and D guys, and he's like the epitome of that. He is the three and D guy. Yeah, like, right. There's nobody better because, yeah. like, he's not Kawhi Leonard. Like, he's not like a superstar, like a super duper star yeah, like but that. Kawhi's not a three and D guy. He's a superstar. He, but he, but he was once and once. Yeah, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And there was like the outline of a superstar back then when he was doing basically what OG is doing now. And like, I don't think that outline is there with OG, but that's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's yeah. a 25 year old dude that's like. I think he's 25, maybe 26. I think he's 26, but it doesn't matter. Either way, you know, in his prime, dude, like beginning of his true prime, you know, and is as good of a defensive player as you could possibly ask for, like going to be a defensive player of the year candidate probably next year as long as he stays healthy. Unfortunately, not this year. Yeah, Yeah, but I think next year if he can stay healthy, he'll be a defensive player of the year candidate for sure, especially on this team with this coach and the role that he's going to be cast in. Like he's, he's going to get some votes on that next year. And you know, if you get that sort of player and you have to go quickly and RJ, who I don't regret giving up at all at this no, point because yeah. he was more theoretical than actualized. And that was kind of always, unfortunately, the case with him. Like, right. you do that. And so all that comes back to say, like, I'm not like having any weird like grapplings with this of like, oh, well, this team is like competing. but And like maybe could be a Dark Horse title team this year, or Dark Horse ECF team this year, whatever. But like. I don't know that that would necessarily be because of Tibbs or because they gave Tibbs quote unquote Tibbs players. They just gave Tibbs good players to work with. And it's like you said, it's that's yeah. just the byproduct of it. Like good players win games and they gave him good players and he's managed to make it work. And they, they did play to his sensibilities in some sense of giving him all like veterans, which I guess is good, but they're not all really like have an old team though. It's older than yeah. it was, but it's not but, old. The only move that they made to get like a little more like ancient was getting Burks and Bogdanovich. Yeah. But like Which, OG and Precious are both young as hell. And like Precious was another one that's like, sure, he's like a Tibbs guy, but not really. Like Tibbs doesn't typically love smaller centers like that. He just yeah. likes guys that can rebound. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I I think they've just acquired talent and that's it. Yeah. And that's that's all it's ever going <laughs> what's to be. What's that? What's that tweet? I prefer talent. Yeah, actually, I prefer talent. Yeah, um, I forget who actually said. I that. don't remember. What, I don't remember either. It was a while ago. Yeah. Um, the only thing I, I oh, that was Nets Daily, I think, wasn't that? Oh, Nets Daily? it was. It was, was that Nets Daily. Daily Classic. They didn't come our uh, 
our resident old man of basketball Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I just one thing and then we can move on is like you made the point about like, would you like to see quickly as the, this team starting shooting guard? Like, yeah, but I mean, would he even be better than DiVincenzo? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at that point, Devo hadn't like, like exploded yet. I know, but like in so, hindsight, like, wait, do we really? At that particular moment in time before the trade, I would have made quickly the start. No, yeah, I know. But what but, I'm saying is like, looking back now, knowing what we know about how DiVincenzo has then, exploded. Then I wouldn't now. Like yeah. he would have lost his job by now. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but DiVincenzo maybe never got that chance then. Like, yeah, the, I mean, I right. Really Who knows? But I'm just really saying know. like, I think it worked out pretty well considering like not only is OG here, but also you have DiVincenzo who like is not, obviously won't need to score 30 points a game in the playoffs, but the fact is like Brunson's going to be wide fucking open because they're going to be terrified of DiVincenzo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I think things are broken great. I think the biggest thing too to consider is just that they made a lot of these moves with the eye on potentially making a big star trade this summer and they've got yeah. big chunks of salary to make that happen. They turned mm -hmm. Fournier and Grimes. I'm glad they finally traded Fournier. I mean, it was... Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. I mean, yeah. I don't really care. He was he was the most like, okay, maybe this is a hot take, but every like reporter was like, what a class act, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, he was a class act as long as he thought you couldn't understand what he was saying or like until he thought you couldn't understand what he was saying and wouldn't be able to Google French media. Yeah. Like he was like aggressive as hell in like the French media being like, I hate it there. They don't play me. I'm not even saying like it was time to trade him to like, you know, make him feel better. It's more like just I was sick of like, waiting for them to trade him yeah for sure yeah for sure um because yeah it was time to move off him i mean that was like that's like probably the i i wouldn't even call it the one bad thing that leon rose has done because also it hasn't, traded him it hasn't handicapped them at all and in fact like right. it worked out fine because they have Vodanovich, who's a useful player and probably will just be traded for someone better in the summer. Mm -hmm. so. Most likely. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. I mean, it'll be like the new Chris Asperzingis trade tree, the uh, the Evan Fournier yeah. trade, trade tree. Yeah. <laughs> what, all, what all it led to. Uh, but anyway, let's, uh, let's move to our next question here. And uh, this one's topical. This comes from our own Zach. Uh, Zach Blatter, I should say. Baby Zach. Not a... Uh, not too many Zachs. Not Wackery. Like Zach Blatter and then Wackery. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Zachs. A lot of Zachs up in here. But so, uh, younger Zach, Zach the Younger, wants to know, what is the one thing you would do to fix All-Star Weekend? Uh, so I actually, I'll just drop mine first, because Gavin and I came up with this on Locked on Knicks, and I want to just give it another another boost here. All right. So Gavin said one-on-one -on -one tournament. And I was like, maybe. But I, I don't know for sure if players would be super into it. So then I was trying to brainstorm how to be like, because then Gavin was like, just get some, get some like benefactor, some sponsor, whatever, to put a ton of money on the line. So that way the players are playing for something. Which yeah. after today's news, which came out, which was like play, I forget who had this report, but it's like players were like pushing to potentially get paid for participating in the All Star Game. Which I'm like, come on, man! Like you make thirty five million dollars a year or whatever, and you need like an extra game check for playing in the All Star Game where you're I just mean, I, I like. It's it doesn't matter since they don't try on defense, so they're not really yeah. at risk of getting hurt. But like if you do the one on one tournament, honestly, here's the thing about that. If you do the one on one tournament and you have money on the line, so they all try. If Jalen Brunson tore his ACL in the one on one tournament, we would be like wanting to murder Adam Silver. I guess, yeah. I mean, so here's here's my thought about the one on one tournaments. This is my way to get the players invested 
and sort of make it work, hopefully. Uh, so part of the reason I think that the star players don't like being in the dunk contest anymore is because they're afraid of like getting clowned and like losing like, to like, like Jalen Brown did like Jalen Brown did. Yeah. Uh, except for maybe Jalen Brown could have just actually had good dunks and then he would yeah. have gotten crowned clown, yeah. but or, you know, know, not like completely whiffed on, on that one. Exactly. Like that's neither here nor there, but either way, like it's like a star player doesn't want to lose to like a role player yeah. in the dunk contest. Cause they're all too prideful and, you know, everybody's too concerned with like their social media presence right. and whatever now. Uh, so you make it, you do a one-on-one -on -one tournament, you restrict it to all-stars only. So that way, if you lose to a fellow all-star, like that's not embarrassing. You just lost to another one of the, you know, I don't know, 24 best players in, yeah. in the league. Right. Uh, and then the way they do it, do it silent auction style, sort of, that's the best thing, best term I can come up with to say it, but everybody puts in, an amount of money that they would be willing to donate to charity uh, into a grand pot. And then if, if that person, like whoever wins the whole thing gets to decide where the whole pot goes for charity. So then you get players that maybe would put up like a million dollars to be like, mm -hmm. I for sure want to participate in the one-on-one -on -one tournament. And like, I'm down to do it. I'll put up a million bucks that I can win this thing and then take everybody else's money and go, donate it to my charity of choice and not their charity of choice, you right. know, whatever. And you do that top eight people in this like silent auction. So they all place their bids in top eight people get to be in the tournament seated one or well, actually then you, I guess, okay. I'd initially said seated one to eight based off the money, but make it even better. Be like number one gets to pick their opponent. Mm. Number two gets to pick the next yeah. person. Number three gets three to pick, and, four. Yeah. and then four and five get matched up automatically yeah. Yeah. Uh, or four and whoever. Four left. Yeah. Yes. So do that, and then you just run through a tournament bracket style and do it like games to 11. It could be as lighthearted as you want, but guys will D each other up a little bit. But I think the risk for injury goes down because most injuries occur, I feel like, during hustle plays anyway. Like it's not just like one-on-one -on -one defense. Guys are yeah, like right. getting yeah. crossed up and then tearing their ACL. Um, it's usually like running after a loose ball, you know, or like step on someone's foot, you know, in a crowded paint kind of thing. Yeah. leads to a bad fall charge uh, attempt whatever so it would probably all be good fun and then you get something cool new exciting can even just ditch the dunk contest for a little bit maybe try to reboot it in a few years but be like no dunk contest for a couple years we got to figure some stuff out with that do the 1v1 tournament and just see how it goes i don't know i think it would be cool i also think that when these guys were more charity motivated or at least on the surface were when they were doing like the Elam ending and they were doing this, the after every quarter yeah. you're, mm -hmm. you know, whatever side wins their charity gets money, whatever that made the all-star game more exciting. So in a one V one setting where it's just like mono -y mono, like I feel like that would also just make the stakes up really high, but also keep the injury risk low enough that like guys would be willing to do it. And also like if it's all all-stars anyway, there's no chance of getting embarrassed. So I don't know. That's my, that's my idea to fix it. The only thing I had was um, get rid of the All-Star game. <laughs> I guess you could just do that. I mean, that's the nuclear option, right? I mean, like, I just don't – I didn't watch it last night. I watched the Saturday night stuff. I mean, not, like, intently. It was on in the background. I missed the All-Star game last night and, like, couldn't have cared less. Like, I – you know, even if I was home, I don't think I would have watched it. It's just, like, you could do the Saturday night shit – and like, just name people all stars, and like, fucking, that's the they get there. Have them like all come to Indiana and do like a fucking, you know, 
They get to like events with fans and shit. I don't know. Like it's just so stupid. It everyone whines about it every year. I, I don't know. It's is, such a waste of time. Is there a variation other than like one v one? Like would it maybe be like three on three or something? Like a little three on three tournament? I just am so worried about like asking them to try hard and somebody getting injured. Yeah. On the Knicks. I guess yeah, specifically the Knicks. If <laughs> yeah. anyone else who cares, but I yeah, don't I, like. I, I mean, obviously, I feel bad for them, but like, I I don't give a shit if Jalen Brown gets injured, but I do care. Like, if Jalen Brunson gets injured, like, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't want to. I don't want to ask Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle to try harder in the All Star game. You know, I was actually talking to my one coworker about it today. This is another idea that I had, and I've thought about this for a while. What if they did what the MLB does and they put home court advantage in the finals on the line? Yeah, but again, I don't want like the thing is people are so much less likely to get hurt in the MLB All Star game because you're just like not. It's just not like people get hurt in baseball all the time, but it's not. And like obviously, shit can happen. And when Diaz, uh, you, we know what happened to him, just celebrating a win in the World Baseball Classic. But like, yeah, but I mean that can happen anytime. Like, I well, just that's what like, I'm saying. So like, I don't. I'm I just. Th- I don't know. I think if you, I think if you put home court advantage on the line, guys would try just hard enough. Like, I also don't. Everyone hates home court advantage being on the line for the baseball All Star game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess the other thing is like the league just dumped all this prize money and everything else into the in-season tournament and all this promotion and everything else. And yet it seemed like they just took like 10 huge steps back with the all-star game this year. Honestly, that's what they should do. In-season tournament finals, all-star weekend, just forget the all-star game. Because the the finals are an 83rd game for those two teams. Just put it in February. I guess, but... But like, why do we care that much? Like, how is how is the in season tournament any less like worrisome than the All Star game? Well, they're doing it already anyway. So like, if they're still going to do that, then and at least most of those games count. I think they could also just like fold the finals into the into the eighty two game season two and just have everyone else you know get an extra game, like work it out just like they did for the semifinals, like with a schedule where everyone else just gets a game. Um, that was definitely the stupidest part of the in-season tournament to me this year, where it was like, congrats, your reward is competing well, in an extra game for barely a game right, check. Like, Right. I mean, that was that's what I'm saying. They need to fold the finals into the 82-game tournament yeah. if they're going to keep doing it. Because, like, yeah. every – the semifinals was one of the Knicks games. Um, yep. And so um, – or not the quarterfinals, whatever the fuck they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, they 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 played yeah. the quarterfinal and then they right. got assigned and then they had to go play game. the stupid Celtics again and in, yeah. the, in the yeah. their extra game. But which obviously they need to fix fix that next year, and I'm sure they they will fix that so the Knicks don't have to play the Celtics and Bucks so many times. But no, um, they'll just keep making the Knicks run the gauntlet. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> um, but I think if you fold in the the championship game to the to the 82 game season like every other game is, it would be not a big deal. And then just do it, like, just do that on All-Star. Do the championship game on All-Star Sunday, and everyone else, you know, plays their extra game on on Thursday, and the teams that played in the championship don't start till Friday. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm i still not sold on the in-season tournament to begin with. So. I don't I, – I mean, I liked it just because it was, like, because the Knicks were winning. Yeah. But I wouldn't have cared if they weren't in it, obviously. The, the uh, only thing that was fun with the in-season tournament was running up the scores. Yeah. A few games yeah. and having that be – Although Tibbs didn't do it. <laughs> No, they did a little bit. They a did it when bit, they needed to. He was to. like he he took out his guys at the normal time he would. Everyone was like, "Oh, Tibbs gonna was a perfect excuse for Tibbs to never take out guys in a blowout." And then he fucking did it anyway. Well, I think once they realized that they were safe enough, because they they were already up like thirty on Charlotte or whatever, and they only needed to be yeah. up by like fifteen, and so they were like, "Okay, I think we're good." Um, 
or was it yeah it was charlotte was that final game yeah in washington because they they fucking waxed washington too but um yeah either way i don't know i don't know if it's the uh, anyway i just want to get rid of the all-star game that's like my end. i love the all-star game like i want it to succeed because it was always one of my favorite things like yeah when i was a child i enjoyed it i love the mlb all-star game as a child too but like i don't care about it anymore i actually tell me tell me if this would be wild get rid of the three-point line during the all-star game no more three-pointers just alley-oops all day no add a four-point line only a four-point line yeah four-point line or four-point line five feet back from where the three-point line is get rid of the three-point line yeah and just see how like see them try to take fours or just go for like alley-oops all day i think that would be pretty fun that would be fun i would like if they did a four-point line that would be fun we just did it. We fixed it. Yeah. We brainstormed this out. Let's not let's not ruin this yeah. moment by adding any other. And I don't like ideas. the thing is I don't like everyone whines about the lack of defense. What are you fucking expecting? They're not going to play defense. I just wish that if there was not going to be a lot of defense, that they would do something more entertaining than just take warm up threes all game. Well, like, yeah, that's, my that's why I'm saying like I think if they did this, honestly, I think if they did like you have to watch staff try to take it from like 35 feet to you know try to make a four. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, just have, like, just have only fours, and then it'll yeah. be like, okay, if it's not that, then they're just going to yeah. go for a dunk, right. and then maybe guys just start contesting all the way out to the four point line, which yeah. opens up the paint and lets guys just yeah. get like poster dunks all game. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move to our next question. So this comes from Zan Rosen, who wants to know: Is Dante's offensive explosion real? Uh, I think yes. Yeah, it's a pair question. I think it's it's like related to the next question. Oh yeah. I guess that's they do kind of go together. If it is, does that change your outlook on the Knicks contention chances? I guess it'd I be like to what extent, what do you think the the mean is for him if he regresses to it at this point? I mean it's hard to say because he's gonna have a different role when when the team is healthy again. Will he? Yeah once Randall's back he's not gonna be taking as many shots. I mean, he won't have to take that many shots, but if he can keep right. up the efficiency and be... No, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't see any... My point is, like, he'll be easier to keep up the efficiency because he won't have as much offensive load. So I think this is just how it's going to be. I mean, mm. he's going to be, like, a 40% three-point shooter and maybe maybe a little bit higher. And it does change our contention. So I kind of hit on this in the first question when we were answering that stacks question. Um but if teams have to like guard Dante like you know very tight because they know he can't get they got to keep the ball away from him, um, that opens shit up for Jalen even though and Julius because mm-hmm. how who are you gonna who do you double team like if they just park OG in the corner who are you double teaming you can't leave you can't leave OG open because he's gonna make every fucking shot from the corner can't leave Randall open unless you want him to just dunk every. Well, not done because he doesn't done like a weirdo, but you know, just like easily score every time down the mm-hmm. down the um core. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> think of that word. Um playing surface. Yeah, where the Knicks play. Um <laughs> you can't obviously you can't leave Brunson open. They would never do that. And if so if you can't leave DiVincenzo open, what are you gonna leave Hardenstein open? Yeah. Like, you, can't, you, can't. you can't double anyone on the Knicks if if yeah. so, yeah. Before, like what you do is you choose between OG and Dante and like, just say, well, let's make one of these guys beat us. They might, but like, we can live with that. But now you, you can't let Dante DiVincenzo beat you because he will, you know, he will. So mm-hmm. you're going to just let OG and an OB take seven threes from the corner. And like the next go up by 15 immediately, because he's just going to make everything. 
I mean, it's kind of exactly what we were seeing before everybody got hurt. And of course, like the giant explosion of Dante happened during that. But yeah, I likened him and like some people were like, like, he's better than him. And I'm like, I'm not saying he's not. But like I likened it to like when he was being counted on as like a true number two option with all the injuries. It reminded me a lot of like when Tim Hardaway Jr. was the number two option for the Knicks or even the number one option at times where you're just like, you're good. I don't necessarily know that I want you in this role all the time, but I understand you could score like 30, even with your limitations. But in an ideal world, you're like the number four option here. Right. And you're just really, really really good at that. Yeah. Well, he'll probably be number three. I don't think Ananobi's going to be the number three option, but um, I think it depends on the night. But like Ananobi can be the number three option. Yeah. But he's still, he really, you don't want him driving the hoop that much. Like he can can cut and then he has those crazy dunks on cuts, but like you don't want the ball in his hands driving the hoop. I would. I would argue that if you can give him a straight line drive, you do. Like that yeah, was part of what we were starting but, to really see from him that worked. Like yeah. if they gave him the ball already moving, like a running back, you know, like yeah. around the around on the perimeter where he would come, right. like come from the corner, come up, take a dribble handoff from like yeah. Hardenstein or whatever, and get going with a head of steam, but like still handling the ball. Like I liked him a lot in that scenario. Okay, so I hope that's, a lot that's fair. That. I just still think like Divincenzo, you prefer him creating. Yeah, I mean, if if you ultimately think it might end up in a three or something yeah. or him passing it off, I think I like DiVincenzo better. But if it yeah. comes to, like, finishing and he has a clear lane to the hoop, I think I like OG better. Yeah. That said, they're both awesome. So it doesn't really matter who's what option any given night. But, I mean, to, as far as just to say, I mean, I feel like we've, we've already talked about the ceiling thing a little bit. What does this make their ceiling? I mean, they're just they're a 10-deep team, 11 12 possibly if you count juice and sims you know like they're gonna have two at least two guys not playing in the playoffs who would be playing on other playoff rosters not probably. just like guys who would be playing on other teams they'd be playing on other playoff rosters and that well reality they're probably gonna pare it down to like mostly like an eight to nine man rotation well that's what i'm saying at least two but probably yeah. even three like, probably even like three like maybe although i don't know who the third guy that doesn't play is gonna be it like, might I be first at this point well i think burks gonna play you need somebody to back up Brunson. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Brunson I, I has think, to sit. I think Burks might just play like eight minutes, but yeah. Brunson's got to sit occasionally. And I mean, maybe that would be effectively going down to like an eight man. Yeah, I think it'd be eight. Like, I think the rotation of the playoffs will be obviously the five starters. And then assuming Mitch is back, Mitch, mm-hmm. Hart, and Bogdanovich with uh, Burks playing just four minutes in each half, just that Brunson can sit for a few minutes. I think that's like, it's basically like an eight and a half man rotation. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that happening. And then Precious, unfortunately, would be Precious and Deuce aren't going to play, which is like, do they both been really good? But they're just yeah. not going to play. They're where do you? How do you play them? Yeah, no Deuce, no Precious, no Sims, who's yeah. actually been. Oh yeah, no Sims either. Like, who's been good? Him. But like you know, maybe if he hadn't gotten sick, he would have yeah. been a little more useful. Had more um, of a chance. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So basically. I mean, they're going to be really deep. It's just going to be a matter of, like, if other teams get injured, the Knicks have the depth now. I mean, we just saw, like, there is a limit to how many players they can have injured before the well, Wolves start Well, yeah, but if if they have but, six players injured in the playoffs, they're obviously not going to go anywhere. They're done what, anyway. What you do yeah. So, like, no but if some other team has rotation being injured. Yeah, but, like, if the Knicks have two players injured and some other team has two players injured, the yeah. Knicks have more depth to, to absorb. I do think it, it matters which, like, Oh, obviously. I don't think they can be without Randall. As much as Randall has sucked in the playoffs, like they can't be without Randall in the playoffs. No, they need what he brings. Yeah, especially yeah. like healthy. Like that's so, the same like, thing. Yeah, they can be without either Mitch or Hartenstein mm-hmm. and Burks or McBride. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they could probably be without Hart, but yeah. or Bogdanovich, obviously. But like, you really can't be without Randall and Brunson and and Dante have to be healthy. You probably need OG. They could some. They could maybe get away with it without OG, but like, they'd be it'd be a lot tougher to win without him in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move to our next question. Uh, this comes from Jax365, who wants to know, how much of a loser is Kenny Smith? The answer, a huge loser. Um, did you see his whole, all of his shit? I saw some, like, tweets about it. I mean, yeah. whatever. He's, I just, I don't care. I just don't care. I said this, I said this unlocked on Knicks, but he essentially, for, like, three straight minutes after the Sabrina and Steph thing, turned into like every uh child on Twitter that like three, four years ago would respond to any woman and just say yeah. like kitchen, like get back in the kitchen, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. literally just did that. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. Thank God that stopped. That was thank so God that stopped. Yeah. yeah. Uh but he fucking yeah, he just like did that. He's he was a huge loser just for that. But then yeah. on top of that I did I, that I did see. I was watching yeah. that. So I did see that. She but... was wild. So, like look, I'm not gonna lie, like you know, Sabrina Ionescu, like I knew of her. I'm not like I, I personally take a break from basketball in the NBA offseason because like I have to cover it all season long and I just yeah. want a little time to not watch basketball, honestly. And so I don't really follow the WNBA much, but I watched that and I was like, damn, like this she just matched all of the other players. Right. I mean, he just it, didn't beat the greatest right. shooter of all time. Steph, right. Like, Steph beat her, but he's Steph Curry. Like that's not really a fair. Steph Curry. Yeah. So I was be, like, he barely beat her. Yeah, by like three points, and it took him yeah, to his money rack. He needed his last ball. No, he needed two. He got a second last ball. He beat her. Second last ball. Yeah. But, he he yeah. needed his money rack, though. It's not like, like, right. It's not like he – and he had to make – I think he made four of his five money rack. Oh, he mm-hmm. only needed that last one, but he had to make four of his five money rack balls. Like, it wasn't yep. like he was cruising to victory. No, exactly. And people, yeah, so. you know, and, and it's like, oh, she's using – why would you're going to give her an NBA ball, which she's never played with before. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Why would you do that? And it's like, who cares? She's shooting from range. Like right, the one yeah. undeniable thing is like, yes, her hands probably are considerably smaller, smaller yeah. than a man's hands. Yeah. But like, so she's used to shooting that ball, but if she's shooting it from the same distance, who gives a shit? And like, also like, it's not, I guarantee that Steph Curry is not sitting there thinking, oh, she's using a smaller ball. This is bullshit. Like he, no, Steph is probably like, God damn. Like I was kind of sweating a little bit. Like yeah. I had to really bring also, my game. give him, that ball, he's not used to shooting the WNBA ball. I guarantee you she would have won if they both he'd, he'd probably airmail a bunch of them yeah. and shoot it too far because yeah. he's so very just used to like, a what's specifically the difference? weighted yeah. NBA ball. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, even if you had him shoot from the the WNBA three-point line, he might not be as good because he's, yeah. used to, he's a weird spot. shooting yeah. NBA threes a, all the time. It's a long two, and like he's gonna like he's not taking a bunch of long twos. That's not a shot that he practices anymore. Right. You yeah. know, like yeah, it's just I don't know. It was incredibly impressive, and Kenny Smith just kind of went out of his way to be like, "I'm gonna, I'm still stuck in you know 1992, so I'm gonna right. try to you know d- d- fucking destroy this accomplishment." Yeah. Uh, but then on top of that, I was also just a fucking loser during the dunk contest. And well, yeah, I mean, whatever. I was barely listening during the dunk contest too, and I know we didn't get asked about it, but here, like, a reason that um, to go back to like. Oh well, we uh, we did we did get a question about the on college house. Oh wait, we have one from later. So I won't okay, say. all right. Well, let's let's keep moving on anyway. But yeah, Kenny Smith, huge loser, doesn't deserve this much airtime. So we'll just we'll just keep moving from him. But yeah, he he sucks. Uh, another question from Jacks three six five. It was great to see Jalen Brunson pass the Taylor Rooks interview test. How composed was he? I didn't watch this interview. I, I didn't either, but I saw that like everyone was saying on on Twitter that he didn't you know he didn't say anything ridiculous. 
um, like okay. uh, and didn't like what was it Jalen Brown did right? Like he said yeah. something insane, or was it Tatum? Which one of them was it? I don't, I don't know. One of those it was one of the Celtics idiots. said something insane, and then there was that time that um, was it Grant Williams was on there and was like like trying to hit on her in the middle of the interview, mm-hmm. like it, you know. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so apparently Brunson like you know didn't say anything stupid. Which congratulations, he can talk to women. Yeah, can, you can <laughs> like, go know, to a professional setting and speak to someone who is admittedly beautiful, but also yeah. is a professional that's right yeah. viewing you and not just ogle her the whole time. Congrats. I would, good job. <laughs> I if she, I mean, like, I I don't do interviews, so like, if she interviewed me, I wouldn't like you know. But I'm not gonna like sit there like drooling like an idiot. Like you just yeah. you know you answer her questions and like yeah, of course there are gonna be people who are like trying to like puff out their chest, but that they would be like that with anybody. It, it has nothing to do with Taylor yeah. Rooks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anybody so, who's attractive, I mean, not like you know. But good for Brunson. He's yeah, he's, he's so proud good, of him. He's a family man. What are you doing, you know? Jax? Ask us these ridiculous questions. Yeah, what a stupid question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's good. I, I appreciate that Jalen Brunson is respectful to women yeah. and lets them do their job without being uh, objectified. Well, you know what I want to see is a Josh Hart Taylor Rooks interview. I just want her to ask him about his breast milk comment. Right, that's what I was thinking. And then see him yeah. get turned into a stammering mess. Not right. because of her, but because no. he made his comment about wanting to yeah. drink breast milk or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I know. That would be I just like he would say, I really just want to see Josh Hart get interviewed by anybody, not just yeah. Taylor Rooks, because like he's so funny. But, he is really funny. For all yeah. of his flaws as a player, he's a very yeah. funny dude. Which we don't need to get into this. I, I think like he's getting a lot of unnecessary shit. He's being he's another one that's being like cast in a role that he's not supposed to be in because they have so many injuries. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it is what it is there. Like he yeah. shouldn't be playing 40 minutes and that's right. Just, so yeah. uh, you know, I'm just like once all once the complaints about down, him, I'm not I'm not even talking about what you're saying, but like all the complaints about him are just I find so like worthless because he's gonna go back to playing 25 minutes a game in a few weeks and it'll be fine. Hopefully, and if he doesn't, then then it's time to be like, Hits okay, is not yeah, he's playing forty minutes a game. Like he won't have the room. I don't think he wants to, and I don't think the heart wants to either. That's no, heart doesn't want to. After every game, he's like, "Please stop playing me so much. I hate yeah, it." <laughs> like, please, I want to not play this much. Like, yeah, I want everybody to get healthy again. Blah blah blah. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's move to our next question. Uh, this comes to us from Mikey Cooks. He wants to know. I think we can. I think we all agree that everyone on the Knicks roster is a dog now. So, what breed of dog is each player? And Tibbs is definitely a pug. Um, I I could see pug or English bulldog for Tibbs. Mm. Um, just one of those jowly, scrunchy face type dogs for sure. Uh, but English bulldog has that grumpy demeanor. Uh, let's run down. Do you want to just do this kind of like rapid fire style? Like we'll just do it vibes only. Yeah, we don't need to take forever doing this. It is a right. it is a fun question, but like we got other, we got other questions. All right, there. so vibes only. I'll run through the whole roster, uh, uh, and just give like a brief explanation of why you think. The All right, I mean, I, I'm not gonna be able to do this like off the top of my head very easily. I'm not really great with dog breeds. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not either. <laughs> uh, Dante Divincenzo. <laughs> I don't know. He's a he's a lab because he's good at playing catch as in like throwing the ball in the basket. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, this is going to be bad. I'm sorry, Mikey. This is not, we're not the people for this. Um, I'm trying to think like he's very stoic. He doesn't speak very much. He gets the job done. I'm, I'll go. Um, Actually, Josh Hart's a lab. What am I talking about? I'll go. I'll go for Devin Chenzo. I'll say German shepherd. 
Yeah, yeah. I like that. Good That's work fun. dog. Like just shows yeah. up to work, gets his shit done, doesn't speak a ton. Yeah. Like he's not he's not a very vocal dude, especially like yeah. on the court or especially in interviews. Yeah. So uh Josh Hart, I'm with you though. I think lab, he's a lab. Yeah. Lab or golden retriever, maybe like just maybe a golden very, retriever. Yeah. Yeah, very like people pleaser. And he's over it. like he gets too excited. Yeah, very hyper. Yeah. Uh Brunson. Brunson's like a Chihuahua. I I don't like Chihuahua. Very tiny, but he's like, you know. Also, Chihuahuas are all bark, no bite most of the time. That's true. Yeah. I want a dog that's like small but also kicks ass. Like Yeah, but small dogs like are never all bite. That's why they're all bark. Because no, they're small. Like, Jack Russell Terrier. Maybe that's that's Jim okay. Brunson. Sure. They're <laughs> like they're small, but like they will actually bite you. Okay. Um all right, Hardenstein. Let's see. Need another like big strong. I think honestly, like Hartenstein and Mitch are both like Rottweilers. Yeah. Or like one could be a Rottweiler, one could be a pit bull. And then Precious is a Rotty pit bull mix or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but I think I was gonna say pit bull for Julius. True. All right. They're all kind of that type of dog. Like yeah, all four of them are like the same. And Taj Gibson is an old pit bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's well beyond his years. While we're in the uh, big man, I think Sims is a um, is is a um, oh my god. Sims is an Eeyore. I know it's not a dog, but an Eeyore. Oh, yeah, so he just he's... looks sad all the time. And what about like a Saint Bernard? They look sad, and they're really. I good. really, I really want to make a joke right now, but you'd have to cut it. But you know what joke I'm going to make. <laughs> yeah, I do. Don't make. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just unfortunately all the people listening are just gonna have to wonder what we're talking about, but, yeah. but I can't make the joke. <laughs> um, it's based off something really inappropriate that we heard a Long Island woman say at a Knicks game. Yeah. Um, which should be repeated because it's not. It's it's inappropriate. It shouldn't be repeated, um, which is why I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> what about uh? What about Deuce? What is um, Deuce is a poodle. Yeah, I can see that. I'm so that. fluffy hair. I was gonna say the hairstyles, like yeah. always getting his hair changed up and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I could see it. Um, who's um, left? Who's left? Uh, OG. OG's a big oh. one. OG is uh, OG's probably like also a German Shepherd, honestly. Yeah, he's, he's kind of way than Dante, but like they're very similar. Yeah, so another like service animal type dog. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll say he's an Aussie Shepherd or something. Yeah. What's like a British version of like a German? Shepherd? <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. British. German Shepherd. Ask Jax. I'm, I'm just checking right now. Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is perfect. The uh, Alsatian, the German Shepherd, also Wait. known in Britain as an Alsatian, is a German breed of working dog of medium to large size. So cool. Right. So we'll just call him the British name for German yeah, Shepherd. Perfect. Alsatian, if I'm saying that right. Um, Alsatian, maybe? That sounds more British. <laughs> Anyway, uh, all right, and then uh, Burks and and Bogey, I think are the last two. So Burks, Burks is uh, whatever Tibbs is. I was gonna say Burks is like Burks is like the mutt that like keeps coming home. Yeah, <laughs> like um, do you uh, you watch Always Sunny, right? Yeah. Uh, Poppins, like oh, yeah. dog, like he's like Poppins, <laughs> yeah. like he yeah. just shows back up, and it's like yeah. oh shit. You're still here? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? That's uh, sort of Taj, too. Taj is also sort of Poppins. So they're both kind Yeah, of but I, I don't know about... We just haven't spent enough time with Bogdanovich. Yeah, we haven't spent enough time with him. I don't know. I'll just say, like... 
he's got kind of like the big forehead and okay. like receding hairline. What does that lead me to? Like, I don't know. I'll just call him a Sharpay. That's the first thing. Right. You know what? doesn't really fit because he's not wrinkly, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but he does like Sharpays have like hairy, like furry ears, right? But then like. No, um, I think they're just straight up like wrinkly. Oh. What's the dog. What's the one? Isn't there a dog with like furry ears, but then like not furry anywhere? I don't know. I think that's like a Dachshund. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, I think I'm with you. We don't know Boyan well enough for that. We can't dog classify him yet. Yeah. Uh, all right. Another question from Mikey. Would you like to see the NBA do a stadium series like the NHL? A hundred percent. Yes. I would yeah, love it. Why not? Yeah. I think it sounds so fun. Like the question is, where would you do it? I, I don't know that doing it in like, like a baseball stadium would necessarily work as well. Although there have been like they've done like the Final Four in like AT and T Stadium, which is where the Cowboys play. I mean, the All Star Game was was in a football stadium. I know it was closed, but like, it, yeah, they did AT and T Stadium for the All Star Game too. I think, yeah, uh, Jerry World, they did yeah. that, and they so, did I mean, they I mean, for this year. It was at the Colts Stadium. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. They did Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's not unprecedented. Uh, I, I want to see them do it outside. Like they have that that college basketball tournament at the beginning of every year. That's that like the mm-hmm. on the, the aircraft carrier. That's what on the aircraft carrier. On the aircraft carrier, yeah, yeah. Like it would be so cool to watch them play basketball outside. They're yeah, like I guess the only thing is like, at what point of the season do you do it? Like, because you have to do it near the end of the season. Yeah, you do, but like, I feel like you would want it near the beginning. I guess maybe you if you just always did it in a hot weather workout, you could do it in October. Yeah, um, right at the beginning of the season, and then also. In April, right at the end. Like I, I just think, think you, I just think you don't want potentially consequential April games being potentially like fucked so up it, by like wind or whatever. Do, the, do it as like the opening night. Every they wouldn't be able to do as many in the NHL because the NHL players can play in cold weather, but you like wouldn't want NBA players playing in ten degree weather. So well, but you're also you're also considering like they could just make it always southern states too. Yeah, but then like like New York's gonna want it, so you could play like you could do opening night at. Yankee Stadium or City Field. It's what if they did the in-season that. tournament as stadium series games? They could do that, but the problem is in December again. You'd have to do it like only in the South, and like the Northern cities are going to complain and want it. Well, no. So like, if you did like the quarterfinals and the final, or sorry, the semifinals and the finals, which they did in Vegas this year in an indoor yeah. thing, instead of that, you just pick a neutral site, southern, and do it outside. Area yeah, you can do that. Do it outside. Yeah, like that would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, do it in like uh, I mean, they would just want to do it in Vegas, probably. They would probably want to do it in Vegas, but also it, these people can't always get what they want, so the yeah. NBA can do it in uh, <laughs> Los Angeles or something. Yeah. I don't know. yeah, like SoFi Stadium, open the roof, yeah, that'd be cool. Do an yeah. open air game there, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, you wouldn't get quite like the vistas there. I don't, you know, where it would honestly be really fucking cool is in like one of those like badass like like minor league stadiums for baseball that has like the giant view of like mountains behind it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like where you have like a real, like, like cool Vista that you can like look at behind. Yeah. Like baseball stadiums are just way better for that, which is I think why a lot of those yeah. stadium series games yeah, are usually there. in baseball stadiums. Yeah. Cause they just look more scenic. Like yeah. baseball stadiums are just like more magical than right. any other stadium. Yeah. So I feel like you would want to figure out a way to do it in baseball. I mean, not not City Field. Uh, City Field's overlooking fucking airport, but <laughs> yeah, but City Field looks cool, like inside, like, like inside. Yeah. So yeah. Like, if you're looking around, it just looks cool. You also can't really see the outside of in City Field, like they, exactly, um, which is intentional. They definitely yeah. did not want you to see yeah. the outside of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. 
interesting ideas. But yeah, yeah I would definitely. I like it. I'm definitely if they could pull it off, I want a stadium series in the NBA. Yeah, outdoor basketball is cool. Um. All right. What teams? Uh, this another one. Or sorry, I, I almost missed a very important question. <laughs> yeah, serious. What do you uh, another one from Mikey Arby's. Take it or leave it. I haven't ar- had Arby's in like twenty years. Honestly, I haven't had it in a while either. I will say if they still have their the fuck was it called chicken bacon something or other sandwich it was really good they they used to have the sandwich that's like chicken patty uh i think it's swiss cheese bacon and honey mustard and it slaps it's really really good uh, it's because like pepper bacon too yeah it's really really good so they put an army's in the mall near my parents house when i was in high school yeah and so I went there, like, I was like, oh, that's so cool, new fast food. So I went there once, and, like, I literally, that's the only time I've ever had Arby's. I never went again, and I haven't had it since. I actually just, like, awoke, uh, awoke like, a memory in me that I hadn't thought about in a while either. So I'm definitely Team Arby's because I, I have some really good, like, childhood memories with Arby's because mm-hmm. the mall near my parents' place when I was, like, a little kid uh, had an Arby's in it. And I used to always like anytime that I would go to the mall with my parents, I'd be like, I want curly fries. And like, we'd go there and get curly fries. So yeah, yeah. I, just curly fries alone. I rock with Arby's, but I, is, ironically, I don't think I've ever just had the iconic like roast beef and cheddar with like mm-hmm. the gross cheese sauce on it. Yeah. Um, neither have I. I mean, like I, I don't remember what I got cause it's really the only time I've ever had Arby's. Yeah. But, I like I that know. chicken sandwich though. And like, I, I think I got, forget what else i got like one time there there was like when i was working for gamestop for a while too every once in a while i'd have to sub in at the store in pennsylvania and mm-hmm. there was an arby's near there and i would get arby's there and i just forget what i used to get it definitely wasn't the roast beef and cheddar though i would get like whatever their exotic my shit somewhat embarrassing um sandwich shop choices when i was younger were was always subway which like yeah I haven't had Subway in like 15 years either. But. Subway is gross as an adult, but it slapped as a kid yeah. for whatever yeah. reason. Like the, just like the idea well, of like the cheese also bread. No Jersey Mike's back then. Like Jersey Mike's. There was no Jersey stuff. Mike's. Yeah. yeah. There was Quiznos. So, Quiznos. Was there Subway. was Quiznos. I did like Quiznos better than Subway, but there wasn't any near me. Yeah. Um, Dude, I used to. Okay. This is what it's like being like, like when you're like in college and you're like yeah. poor as all fucking hell. But like I was like working at GameStop through college. Yeah. And the one that I, like my main store like in my town that i worked in had um like a shop right down the end so like just grocery store i could go to for food yeah. and then had a quiznos and then had like a pizza shop and what was the other oh then there was a chinese restaurant and quiznos was like my like oh boy i'm treating myself today i'm gonna get a seven dollar sub from quiznos. <laughs> oh yeah like that is so much money yeah and then, like my like cheapy thing was like two plain slices from the pizza shop was like yeah, three dollars yeah. or whatever. Like did that was you, like. Um, did you ever do like that? What we always did in college was we would just go. You know how like Olden Ave had all those fast food places next to each other on it. Yes. So did you ever do like we would go to we'd try to see how many we could go to in one night and just like get like we would get like one thing from Wendy's, one thing from Taco Bell, one thing from KFC. Like we just wanted <laughs> to like have as much like weird combinations of shit as we could. I never did that, but I used to. There was a Popeyes there, which there was yeah. never because there was the Popeyes on Old. Yeah, but the Popeyes was like off of Olden, wasn't it? It was like around the corner. You had to go like just down North yeah. Olden a little bit yeah. or whatever. Like it wasn't like right there. But, but that I also lived. felt like when you made that turn, it was like this now really feels like the kind of scary part of trends. So yeah. I well, like, I lived like just before that. 
Okay. Like I, I was across Olden Ave and like in the last little suburb there for my yeah. second year. We should probably explain to all the listeners who are like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We're talking about we went we, to college together, but we didn't know each other. <laughs> we didn't know each other in college, even though we went for two of the exact same years and graduated the same year. Yeah. Um, at a relatively small school, which makes it more. Yeah, hard. it's very um, weird. Didn't know each other. But um, but maybe I saw your name on the signal one day and didn't even realize now that I probably, it, you know, I picked it up occasionally. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't lie because you, you've already told me that like you used to like never pick up the signal. No, I didn't fucking read it, but like occasionally we would like pick it up, but like I never use it, it as fucking you know to sop up some shit on the ground. Yeah, or like I don't know, we like saw who knows. I, I the don't signal know. I, is I, the I never like newspaper for anyone. I definitely wondering. held the signal before, but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for anyone wondering, that was the student newspaper that I worked very hard on, redesigned yeah. the sports section myself, did a lot of the coverage myself, you know. Well, my, my co-host here. I was, here used I was not to, a loyal reader. I'm yeah, my co-host here used to piss on it. You know, yeah. it's, it's fucking <laughs> use it to soak up vomit like Big Daddy. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. In college, I mostly just got fat off of. Um, uh, do you remember that site, Campus Food? Did you ever use yeah. that? I. It was like the predecessor for anyone that again yeah. we're dating ourselves because well, they had that like, fat sandwich place, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was so good. What was that place called? The Fat Shack. <laughs> Fat Shack. That was so good. I would get the one with it was like chicken, fries, honey mustard, and mozzarella sticks, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was honestly, every once in a while, I still like crave it. And I just like I'm never gonna buy it because I don't want to die on the spot now that I'm way too old to be eating that. But like, I would still eat it. I would. Oh, I would okay. eat it. But I, I used would, to get like, the one that was like have to take the whole bottle of Tums after. Yeah, they used to have one that was like I think it was like cheesesteak, bacon, mozzarella sticks, and something else, and like an egg or something. It was, like, it was disgusting, but it was so. Though, good. I forgot about the cheesesteak. The one I got was actually cheesesteak, mozzarella sticks, chicken, French fries, honey mustard. That was it. Yeah, it was I think so I used good. to get that one sometimes it too. Was so good. I, I gained so much weight in college because I just that site was so cheap and they gave away rewards like candy. Yeah. So like I was I I would order like two nights and then like the third night they'd be like, You get a free whole <laughs> meal tonight. I'd be like, Are you kidding? Me? Are you fucking kidding? like what is this? Like, how does how do you guys make money? And then they got bought by Grubhub like really yeah. close to the end of my yeah. time at college, and then it was not as good. And campus I totally forgot about campus food. I mean, I did remember the fat shack, obviously, but I forgot about campus fat food. Shack right? was so good. Two that brothers was... pizza. If anyone's ever down in Ewing, Ewing, yeah. New Jersey, wants to check or, out. Or um, oh my god, what was the name of the guy? We're way off track here, but then we can move on. I just what what was the name of the fucking guy who delivered the pizzas? Oh, oh, the guy who just drove around with pizzas. Yeah, in his yeah, bar. yeah. With the, like terrible pizzas that. Oh, I forget his <laughs> name, his but name? you used to be able to like call him too, and you yeah, could, like, you could call him. Party we had his number. Pizzas. We had his number, and you could just call yeah. him, and he would bring pizza to you. What yeah, he had like the shittiest name? pizza ever from the one yeah. pizza shop. I but like you ate it at three a.m. when you were wasted, so it didn't matter that it was shit. It, it was like it was like a step below ninety-nine cent fresh pizza in New York. Yeah, like. Not even the good one, because like Two Brothers Pizza is the best dollar pizza in New York. Well, there are, there are a lot of good dollar pizzas in New York, but like this was Two like, Brothers is actually good. Ninety nine cent yeah. fresh pizza is mid, but it's like it's it gets fine. a job if you really need some pizza. Yeah, and that was what this guy was like. He would just drive around. Like, this pizza was bad, but yeah, it was like Domino's, but honestly worse than Domino's. No, it was worse than not because it was yeah. too the crust was too thin. Yeah, like it was what just the fuck it was, was his name. I want to see if I can figure it out. I, I actually never like called him or whatever. I was just you never called him once. Yeah, you never called him. 
No, I never called him. I would have other people call him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I, I don't think I ever directly called him either. I also like never lived on campus or whatever. So like most of my partying was Hassan. like Ah, yes. Yeah. Hassan. I wonder if he's still doing that. Um, I don't know. The article that popped phone up number, is... call him up right now. See if he'll bring you a pizza. Yeah, all the way to New York. The see if he'll bring is... me one. I'm closer. I'm in I'm in New Jersey still. You're not that honestly, are you closer? <laughs> you're you're in like bum yeah. I'm like 35, 40 minutes from TCNJ. Okay, you're closer. Yeah, I'm not that far. All right. All right anyway, we've gotten so far off track. Yeah, all we really <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. Anyway, so I'm going to jump Mikey's next question just to quickly do this one from David Goodman, who says, what if the Knicks played against Arby's? Uh, I've got a one-sentence answer for this I already shared in Discord, but I'm going to share it anyway, and it's that Arby's would win and the toilets would be the real losers yeah. in this, mm -hmm. in That's this good. scenario. That's clever. Yeah. Is that good? We can move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. Next serious question comes from Mikey Cooks. Uh, wants to know what teams would you like to see the Knicks face in the playoffs? Pacers. I want to beat their asses. That'd be fun. And they would. The Pacers. Oh, they would. Fun. Like, it's so because the Pacers keep facing the Knicks when they're like crippled. And the Knicks still were beating them. They still yeah, well, them. they lost finally this last time. But the Knicks had like three players available. That right, but they beat them the game before yeah. that. They beat them the game before with like half their team missing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was the game right after the the trade for Brooks and Bogdanovich, right? The second. Yeah, the yeah. I was at that game too, though. Oh, you were super fun. Yeah. Um, they would. I honestly think they would sweep the Pacers. If they were at full, I think there's a good chance, or it would just be like a gentleman sweep. Like, yeah, maybe it would be five. But um, I want to see them face the Magic because I'm sick of the Magic beating them, and they're obviously better than the Magic. Yeah, I want them to face the Magic too, just because they're not playoff tested yet. So yeah. that's but the Knicks are like obviously way better than they are. It's just the Magic keep getting like really hot when they play the Knicks, and the Knicks again keep having to face them with. Like, except for the, they played them the one time, but they hadn't lost a game in like three weeks when they lost that game to them. Yeah. So, like, they just had a bad shooting night. And then this last time, they again were like, you know, 10 men down. Um, Honestly, I want the Cavs again. I want to put them the in the Cavs. They're so much better this year that I'm like a little, a little worried. But no, they're not. I think the Cavs are, would probably get scared if they had to face the Knicks. I think the Cavs would probably poop their pants. I mean, um, I like actually think. They gave some that Jared Allen quote last year. Like they gave some pretty depressing quotes about how badly they got beat. Yeah, I think honestly the the, the current that. matchup that the Knicks have right now, Sixers. I would take that. Oh, for sure. Especially if there's no Embiid. Yeah, if there's no Embiid, sweet. I would love yeah. to run into them around. Um, I don't want to face the Heat. Honestly, I really don't. The don't Heat just annoy me. I just yeah. don't. I emotionally do not want to deal with it because if the Knicks somehow lose that series, I just I can't deal with it. I don't want to face the Heat. I want the Hawks to win their way in through the play-in and the Knicks to get to... to oh, Knicks-Hawks would be so fun. If they, That would be... Like, the Knicks would sweep them and they win by, like, 40 points every night. It would be so... That would be easy. so so cathartic. Ray Young would probably, like, actually cry. Yeah. And then demand to get traded to the Lakers or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. But he wants to go to the Spurs, apparently, which is... Either way, I think we're kind of just coming to the conclusion just don't want to run into the Celtics. Celtics. Don't want to play the Celtics. Even the Bucks, I'm fine. I'm fine with the Bucks. Uh, I the think Knicks, they could lock them down. We've, they've got one more game against the Bucks left this year, next yeah. month. And assuming they're close to full health for that game, like Mitch probably won't be back, but Randall might be. Um, they will, I will be surprised if they don't beat them. I think the, the Knicks. The, the Bucks, Bucks have maybe the maybe current Knicks the are worst. not a good matchup for the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks have maybe one of the worst employed coaches in the NBA right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's so bad. He's so bad. 
Well, like that, Doc like, Rivers, the, the game has like, fully passed him by. I know like, that like Tibbs, obviously one of his faults is he does not adapt quickly enough, and that's a problem in the playoffs. But Rivers is worse at that than Tibbs. A hundred times worse. And I, that's the other thing about Nick's Cavs, by the way, is like, I, I mean, I do think the Cavs are a lot better this year, but like Bickerstaff is not suddenly better. Yeah, exactly. And Tibbs coached circles around him last playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really just I would be okay with facing anybody in the Eastern Conference except for the Celtics and the Heat, not because of team quality, just because they're the Heat. I don't want to face them. Yeah, it's the Heat just scare me just because they're yeah. the Heat. All right, so our next question comes from Jax365, again, who wants to know, Jalen Brown's dunk contest performance was the worst in recent history. What dunk was the worst, in your opinion? It, it was the one that led to that hilarious clip of him completely whiffing on the pass from Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah, that was so funny. That, just, where it's just like him, just like ah! I'm, just, I'm just, like, <laughs> like actually makes me crack up. Imagining him just flying into the screen and completely missing the ball. Yeah. So funny. And then, like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's almost even tough for me to say that that was the worst one, though, which is crazy, because that one at least it was like. Oh, at least you're a little bit ambitious by jumping yeah. over someone. And the first one was up. really boring. The the I'm thinking the the Michael Jackson glove one, where he just randomly throws on a Michael Jackson glove and then is like, "Look, guys, I can dunk with my left hand. <laughs> I can go left." Like, it's so bad. Um, this is what I want to say about the dunk contest earlier. Just quickly is like that. I like you were saying, like they're not gonna stars don't want to be in it. Well, look what happened when they did put a star in it. Like the re, the judges just like put him through the finals for literally no reason, just because he was Jalen Brown. Well, they they did it because I'm pretty sure the NBA told them put him in the final because he's the only All Star that's done this in the last. Probably, week. yeah, probably. And then he but didn't like, bring his A game because he probably knew he was just getting through. Yeah, maybe, you know? but like it was, it's just annoying because Jacob Toppin was so much better than him. And Dude, like, his Jacob Toppin's fucking dunk where he like. Took off from pretty far away and then did a three sixty through the legs for so the dunk cool. I with think, like switching hands throughout it, like crazy. I know, crazy. I know, Kenny's an idiot, but he did say, and I think he was right that he thinks the judges didn't see it. Yeah, because he something. did it like the way he did it was facing away from them, yeah. and so I, he was saying he thinks they didn't see it, and that's why it didn't get a fifty. And I think he's probably right about that because, like, how do you not give that a fifty? It was insane. Yeah, I don't know. I think they should uh, let MBAI judge it next year. Yeah. Maybe that would work <laughs> Doing out. Doing like an analysis of like, you know. Yeah, a how quick chat GPT analysis and then a yeah. score. Uh, you know, it can run it against five AI judges right, in, yeah. the, in the algorithm or whatever. I don't know. It would certainly be better than the fucking trash bags that they had judging it this year. But no, you're probably right that, that the NBA told them Jalen Brunson had to go to the finals. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Anyway, I guess the real answer is all of his dunks were terrible. But they I, I, yeah. I think I agree with you. The one where he was trying to jump over, because also even just the idea of like I'm going to jump over a seated Kai Sanat, like not even that far. Yeah, he was from sitting the hoop, it, just because like it's Kai Sanat, and that'll like get me like brownie points or whatever with all the Gen Z kids and shit. And then everybody booed him out of the building anyway. <laughs> it was hilarious. The fucking uh, uh, uh interview with Ali LaForce before the, the final where she was trying to like spin it and be like, they were yeah. booing at something totally unrelated. Yeah. How, what kind of stuff do you have to, yeah. to show them in the final round? And he's like, I don't know. I'll do some stuff. Like, <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jalen. You're the man. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so let's let's move to our next question. 
enough talking about Celtics. Franklin Chubb wants to know, how do you think the remainder of the season is going to go for the Knicks? And are you quietly soiling yourself about all the injuries? Um, to answer the second question, no. Yeah, I'm no, not no. quietly. I'm not worried about the injuries at all, to be completely honest. Yeah. And here's a here's a message to all our Discord people. A lot of you are freaking out about the injuries in every game chat. Chill out. Everyone's gonna be back for the playoffs. It'll be fine. I promise. It would it would be a bummer if the Knicks were the five or six seed instead of the two, three, or four because of these injuries, but there is nothing we can do about it. Like they're gonna still be in the playoffs. There is zero chance they're missing it. They're winning enough games without all these guys to make the playoffs still. They're going to have Hartenstein and Dante and Bogdanovich back on Thursday. like, And then OG and Randall will be back soon. Mitch, hopefully not too far behind them. It's like it's fine. They'll be okay. Um, I think depending on when OG and Randall come back, like they'll probably, you know... I mean, how many games they have left? 20. 20. No, 31. Is it 31? No, I'm wrong. Hold on. They're 33 and 22, right? So they have 27 left. Yeah, I thought they had like 27, 28. Yeah, 27. Because they're 33 and 22. So they have 27 left. Um, I I mean, I think 26 and 21, probably not unreasonable. Something like that. Sorry. Wait. 16 and 11. I, <laughs> I, 16 and 11. My bad. Um, yeah, I can see that. Uh, here's my hot take. 33. Like, that's... Yeah. Here's... I mean, I'd be annoyed if they were one short of 50. But, like, five games Whatever. over 500 with, like, the guys they have out still, like, I think it's totally fine. I think that's fine, too. Here's my hot take. I think every Nick player is back from their injuries by March 8th. Magic no. at Nick's. No. I think every player's back. Mitch? Yep. No way. I don't I even think, think Randall's I think he's a lot closer than people think. I don't even think Randall's back by March 8th. No, you're definitely wrong. I think I... Dude, okay, March recording, is like two weeks. We're recording this Monday night. By the time this comes out on Tuesday, no, a little after this comes out, I think this is coming out Tuesday. Maybe this comes out yeah, Wednesday. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we're getting we'll a little see. late at night, so hopefully I can produce this to get it up tomorrow morning. I think... By the time that this is out, roughly, uh, we'll already know that Randall is coming back the first game after the All-Star break. You think he's coming back on Thursday? Yep. There's zero chance. That's that crazy. Is, that is three weeks on the day from when they said two to three weeks he would get reevaluated. We're hearing – and that was just – so that's three and a half weeks since the injury because yeah. they we didn't get that yeah, update. He's going to get reevaluated before Thursday, but – I think it's happening. No way. You, I think the first practice back, like, they're going to be like, unless Randall's you're coming with back. me and have heard this, I don't believe you. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. That's my hot take. I think, I think there, he's like, I'm, I would I would say about another month. Honestly. I think he knew. I think he's going to be back Thursday, and I think OG's going to be back a week later. Booking. I don't know. I'm, I'm targeting. I'm, I'm, I think they will both be back. I'm much more concerned about this. I think they'll both be back March 15th. And Mitch will be back April 1st. That's that's what I'm targeting. Well, April Fool's to you, motherfucker. That's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, if Mitch is back before April 1st, he'll also be playing on April 1st. So I don't think that will be April Fool's. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look, let's... I hope you're right. Obviously, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't, see I, it. I don't know. We'll see. I guess there's only one way to tell, and that's to wait it out. But yeah, uh, I think the rest of the season is going to go fine. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to 
probably get out of the first round again. And then yeah, I don't think it matters if they have home court. Like they're 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 a great road team. They're designed. Yeah, I know they've been five hundred, but they started off so badly on the road, and they've been really good since then. Yeah, um, and and we saw in the playoffs last year they're a great road team. Yeah, and also yeah. in the playoffs you only need to win one road game. If mm-hmm. you're if you're the if you don't have home court advantage, you just have to win one road game. And they're a phenomenal home court team. Yeah, year. they're a great home team. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, next question also comes from Franklin Chubb, who wants to know: Do you think Stephen A. Smith goes home at night thinking he's done a good job? A hundred percent. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't think he believes a lot of the shit he says, but I think he thinks he does a good job. Yep, that's ex- exactly the right answer. I don't know that we even need to elaborate more on that. Like he's he's definitely narcissistic. But frankly, to... I also think he does a good job. Oh, I think he does too. He stirs shit. Yeah, like shit stirs. his job is to do what he does, and he does it really well. It's it, like, and honestly, I give him props. Like on his own show now, branching out into doing like the comedy bits. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Like I see the shit come up with him being like, people will be like, "What do you think of these three Pokemon?" And he's like, "You know, Charizard. Look at him. He's got the flames. I I kind of like him. I think he's 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 got fire and he can fly. And he's like, and and Blastoise." He looks all right, but I don't know about him. <laughs> Whatever, like he's speaking going. Of, speaking of Pokemon, you pulled me away from my uh, my hardcore Nuzlocke of that game I was talking about the other day to, to record oh this. Oh my god! God forbid! God forbid! I break up your like hundredth Nuzlocke that you're doing. Uh, well, you know what? I'm about to face Watson, third gym leader. It's pretty big. I pretty bet. I got I a strategy. Bet. Well, we'll just keep moving here then, so that way you can get <laughs> back to that. All right. Our next question comes from Jax365 again, who wants to know. Have you seen Madam Web? And if not, will you see it? You, I you have not. I will. I'll watch it just to laugh at it on video on demand eventually. Or I was telling you before we were recording, maybe one day if I'm really, really bored, I will just go see it. I have um AMCA list, so I you know pay 25 bucks a month and I can see movies for free. I mean, I obviously pay 25 bucks a month, but like the mm-hmm. tickets are a lot less expensive that way. Because if I see three movies in a month, they're eight buck tickets versus yeah, twenty buck tickets. So I might randomly see it at some point if I'm really bored one day. But I'm not, you know, probably not. I'm probably going out of my way to see it this weekend because my I'm going to go with my one friend, I think, and maybe a small group of people, and hopefully get into an empty theater and just get to like Mystery Science Theater three thousand it. Yeah, um, that's the only reason I want to see it. It looks terrible. You uh, guys got to go either like to the last showing of the night or. Yeah. First showing of the day, like that's the yeah. Other it would probably be like a matinee would be my guess. Like I think there's gonna be people matinee. there if you go in the middle of the day. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Either way, if there's people there, none of them are gonna be taking it seriously either. And if they <laughs> are, then I'll just inform them that they're wrong and dangerous. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. Yeah. So, Madam Web, uh, but, uh, gonna see it just because sometimes a movie is that bad that I want to go see it. Yeah. Um. It would be a more of a problem if it was like mid. And not that, yeah, right. but like right. not bad enough that it's hilarious. I went to see Argyle this weekend. Yeah, which was so stupid, but like good stupid. Oh well, I'm not sure. It was like I don't know if it got all the way to good stupid. Okay, because it wasn't intentionally like Madam Web. It was not intentionally stupid. It yeah. was intentionally a little stupid because it's you know like Kingsman. You know how Kingsman is, but um, ah uh, yeah, oh, God, and people were laughing at things that were not supposed to be laughed at. It was very <laughs> funny. <laughs> I did kind of want to see that movie. So I, I, I mean, I again, it was like technically free for me, but yeah. I would if you're if you want to like just watch a dumb movie for two hours, it's not the worst thing you do. It's just it's not good though. 
I'll check it out at some point. A lot of a lot of really ridiculous twists. All right, I like that, and <laughs> I'm I'm good with that. All right, uh, next question comes from uh, our own James Marcita, our beloved Jerry Garcia, who wants to know if you had to get a Knicks tattoo, what would it be and why? I'm gonna be a funny duddy here. I will never ever get a tattoo, and like I don't, I can't even fathom what I would. I just do. got my first one, uh, so. I, I've I've entertained the idea. It would take it would take like a Knicks championship win, I think, for me to get something. It would probably be something small. Probably be like a Larry O'Brien trophy with like a Knicks jersey around it or mm. something, something like that. Maybe like Brunson, if it's Brunson that was like the MVP or whatever. Get a giant Jalen Brunson on your back. I'll just get Brunson's entire jersey tattooed on my back. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and then the Sphere logo tattooed right over my. Yeah. Head. <laughs> Where it belongs. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, that would probably I, like I might very well now that I've like kind of like opened the the gates to tattooing myself. I will probably get some more. And if the Knicks win a championship, I will almost definitely get something to commemorate that because that would be pretty cool. I would do the same for the Mets. I I don't know if I love the Jets. I feel like the Jets. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. No, Mets. Mets or Knicks, though, for sure. I would get commemorative tattoos. I think. Um, probably on my leg or something mm. I don't know. like that anywhere. Like upper body is a little more sacred than that, but you know, yeah. maybe like my calf or something. You get like a lower back, you know, back. little TS. Yeah. My little, <laughs> Oh my God. Wait, you get a You get a tramp stamp and it's all just like a lineup of the trophies that your teams have won. Okay, that'd be really funny. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. All right. That's an idea. I'll consider it. Take it under consideration. All right. Great. Yeah. Uh, all right, Franklin Chubb wants to know if you were in charge of designing a new state-of-the-art arena for the Knicks, what features would you include? I gotta honestly, be honest, dude, I freaking Chubb. love MSG. It's great, yeah, it's it's great as is. I don't have any problems with it. I, hot take, maybe to some. I fucking love the bridge too. One of the greatest yeah, innovations the amazing. in modern stadiumness. I think uh, it's I think it's James that always complains about the bridge, but like James hates the bridge. I think I've heard other people say they're not fond of it. I, I think remember, it's amazing. I sat there for a playoff game last year. It was so yeah. cool, dude. When they first opened it, like that first year, I think everybody got scared off because it was technically like three hundred level seats. Yeah. So yeah. like everybody's like, oh, sit up in the nosebleeds. Yeah. So they were like, and that was when the Knicks were really bad. That was like Porzingis's first year, if I remember right. Mm. And they were like giving seats away uh, on if, the bridge. Like it was like. $40 on Groupon. If you're yeah. not going to be sitting like where we sat, yeah, then I honestly think the bridge is the best option. Oh, I love the bridge. Dude, yeah. it's cool, man. It gives you're you like... You're looking right down in the game. There's nothing in your way. It's, it's like awesome. watching a live like uh, playboard, like like a yeah. live like chalkboard. Or, or yeah, it's like you got the all 22 in football. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I love it. I love the bridge seats. Uh, and MSG in general, since they did all the renovations, is very state-of-the-art. Yeah. Like, I love all the decorations everywhere, all the, like, big neon signs and shit. Like, uh, the they've upped their food game. I think yeah. they're starting to steal a lot of inspiration from City Field now, and they've got a lot of the same mm -hmm. vendors there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, what else could you do? Like, it's – I don't know. I don't think basketball – I don't think basketball arenas get too crazy because they're not – the Knicks, the Knicks have the crazy basketball yeah. arena. Like that's yeah. the thing. You go to any other basketball arena, and it feels like that has no character. Yeah, compared to MSG, you just can't. It's not easy to do for an indoor. Like baseball stadiums can do it because they're outdoors. So like, yeah. like you can do a lot more fun things with it. But like you just can't do that much with an indoor stadium. And you can't even like. I would say that it would be kind of neat, maybe if like you could have like a skylight that you could 
open from time to time, but like natural light would just fuck up basketball. Yeah. Like it's a it's a dark room precision lit sport. Yeah, the guys are and also like a certain way. if the game's at night, well, you're not gonna. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. And most so of the game, game and then you're just right. You're gonna have weird glare and like fuck up the players like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. other than stadium series, there should not be any open air daylight games. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's so boring. But like, I, I, I literally would not change a thing. It's like I wouldn't change if someone asked me like, "What would you do to change like your the Mets stadium?" I'd be like, "Nothing." I actually oh, I wouldn't touch it. I would have touched it when it first opened, but now yeah. that they fixed it, I would not touch it. Yeah, I'm literally like, this is the best. Like to me, because my favorite team plays here, but also because it's awesome. This is like the best experience I could possibly plan out. Like to go see a baseball. You know what? I the thing is. Like with City Field, there's big open area. Like there's mm-hmm. big open areas to stand. The food's amazing. The drinks are good. Like what? What do you want? Like I don't need anything wacky. I'm yeah. gonna watch a, you know a baseball game or a basketball. Well, game. like what's nice there too though is like if the Mets like suck that day, you can just go and like screw For around. Sure. Like yeah. just go like have some beers and watch TV. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. and just enjoy the weather. You know whatever. Like it's great. I freaking yeah. love City Field. Yeah, yeah, City Field and MSG. I wouldn't change a thing. I literally. Yankee Stadium sucks. I Yankee like Stadium is terrible. Barclays is terrible. Yeah, like that's that's the comparison point. And like yeah. honestly, if I were a Nets fan, I'd be like, give me a more personal experience in my stadium. This feels like a corporate yeah. ticket grab bullshit. And so does Yankee Stadium. So does Yankee Stadium. It's just made to sell season ticket plans to yeah. fucking corporations. Like it's not made for fans. MetLife stinks too. MetLife is MetLife is terrible. MetLife, MetLife is horrible. Yeah. Actually, that honestly is probably part of why I don't really fuck with the Jets as much. Because yeah, you don't want to go see them. I hate yeah. the live experience. Yeah. Like, yeah Met, I don't like watching football in person in general, honestly, but MetLife is terrible. Yeah, I don't I never go out of my like the only time I go to MetLife generally is if I get like free tickets. Like, I like basketball, I love watching in person and baseball I love watching in person. Football, even if MetLife was good, I football's a couch sport. I want to be on yeah, the couch. Sport. I think so too, because I like having like the option to have red zone on. on yeah, exactly. Yeah, red zone. Yeah. You want to just like hang and like be comfortable. Like it's always cold because it's outside. Like I don't yeah. it's not appealing to me. And it's cold and like, but not just cold, but like I you sound end like up- Larry David right now. But <laughs> yeah. But if you're if you're at MetLife, you always end up like unless you're like super fucking rich, you always end up in like the nosebleeds too. Right. And then it's just a pure fucking wind tunnel up there. And then you just freeze your ass off the entire game. And it's like, why why did I subject myself to this? Like is bone chillingly cold and I'm so high up in the air right now. Like I don't like this at all. Yeah, it's it's no fun. Anyway, all right, let's move to our next question now that we've uh, established that. Our teams have the best stadiums ever, except for the football. except for the Giants and Jets. Um, all right, uh, <laughs> we just had a lot of other Arby's talk. Yeah, there's one more. <laughs> uh, I love Arby's from Rusty Spoon. Tim's just <laughs> shaking his hands at the thought of this uh, with the Knicks playing against Arby's from Mikey. Uh, but then our final question comes from Jax three six five, who wants to know: Was Adam Silver right to be angry after the All Star weekend? Yes. Right, I mean, sure. I mean, he was clearly like, "Did you see his speech at the end of the game?" Yeah, where he was like, "You congratulations, you scored more points." Yeah, yeah, congrats, East, you scored more points. Yeah, and then like much delayed was like, "Then anyone ever?" Yeah, yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, and it was not fun, and the crowd booed you a lot. (laughs) Like the crowd booed more. I I don't okay, Indianapolis. if God forbid the Strickland has any fans in Indianapolis, I went there like just as a halfway point driving out to my dad's. Like hey, last year. Josh Hart already said it. You can, you can say it. Yeah, you can. 
you can skip going to Indianapolis any time yeah. in your life. It is a shitty city. <laughs> like that was it is so funny when Josh Hart was like, I only go there because they have a he was like, What what do they have that he was like, Oh, well, at least they have a, a whatever. I thought he just said I only go there if I'm playing the Pacers. Yeah, but no, he said, but at least they have like a something like. Uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't catch that part. I, I don't remember. That. It was like it was just like a fast food chain, though. It was really funny. Yeah. It's like, why are you like congratulations? Like, they, of course they have that. They have that everywhere. Uh, I just go there because they have Chipotle. Like, what, yeah. that would be Zach. Oh, I Zach. mean, that would be Zach. Yeah, I almost had Chipotle for dinner tonight to in honor of Zach, but yeah, I decided to get uh, Kava instead. Which I love Kava. Have you ever oh, had Kava? Kava's really good too. Yeah. yeah, so good. I made homemade food like a jag off. I was going to, but. Then I noticed that the zucchini in my HelloFresh was uh, no free ads was um, not ripe. So I just it was a good excuse to not cook. I could have just gotten a new zucchini from Whole Foods no free ads, but I instead just was like, ah, this is a good excuse to not cook. So I'm always looking for any reason to not cook. This is uh, this has turned into a great dinner segment <laughs> about the All Star game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Adam Silver was, of course, right to be mad. I mean, the All Star Weekend just kind of sucked in general. But also, he can fix it. Like you know, yeah. he's. I mean, also, I I think the worst thing though was not necessarily just the gameplay, but it was more just that one of the faces of NBA coverage for the last like twenty years spent an entire night making a giant ass out of himself in the product in Kenny Smith. Yeah. Like, I mean. It wasn't just the Sabrina comments and like how fucking overtly sexist he was, but like he also just seemed to just want to shit on everyone and everything. Yeah. And it was like, take his mic away at a certain point. Like, I don't know. And also just like the even like the the alt cast last night or whatever, I kept seeing clips of, and I'm like, what is going on between like Draymond Green and like Chuck Barkley? Like it's really <laughs> funny, I guess, but like I don't know, they they just gave off almost too unserious of vibes you know where you're yeah. just like God, i didn't watch it i didn't watch yeah. either of them so i don't really know but i don't know it's just like I guys think, what are you doing at this point i think for like well not necessarily unfortunately but like you know whatever the fact is that i think um kenny chuck shack ernie like they're getting too old they probably i know shack is younger than those guys but like they they might have to replace the inside the nba people honestly i think just Kenny Smith, maybe just Kenny, but like the point is, like at some at some point you get too old, you know, like you gotta yeah. have to recognize that. I think it's passed him by. I mean, Chuck and Shaq, like I think for all generations, are still funny to listen to, like banter. Yeah. And Ernie is like, I mean, whatever, like he's just he's the guy that the the straw that stirs the drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's good, but like Kenny, yeah, he's just I don't know. He, I hate to I hate to pile on, but like you know, it, he's like what Knicks fans. You know, see every time that Candace Parker opens her mouth lately about the Knicks, he's just like that with like every player and every team where it's just like everything that he says, you're just like, you're just blatantly wrong. And it seems like you don't even watch games anymore. Like, I yeah. I truly don't know what the fuck you're watching at this yeah. point. Like, if this is your takeaway and it's it's rough to have someone like that be like one of the faces of the league on the the channel that has been like the NBA channel for ever. So. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Adam Silver hopefully has some ideas to change things up a little bit. Anywho. All right. I think this ends this episode of Nick's Mail That Bag. We went hour and a half with no Zach. Impressive. But we got a lot of questions. Thanks, everybody. That asked we, questions. Did. we did. We did a lot of questions. I mean, if Zach were here, it would have been two and a half hours. So we get to at least probably go to bed at a normal time. He definitely would have pulled some I agrees, though. 
he would have. He would have, and he also would have been whining about how, like, I guarantee, about a half hour ago, we would have gotten a message like, "Guys, I gotta go to bed. Guys, I gotta go to bed. I gotta wake up so early." And then he would have like, like, obviously been not paying attention for a few minutes, and then just been like, "Huh? Yeah, I agree." Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Yeah, I do miss exactly. when Zach isn't here. I can normally when when you and Zach are talking, I can look at my phone because like I don't need to be paying attention. Yeah. So I kind of like have to I have to pay full attention when it's just me and you. Which uh, yeah, stay engaged. I know it's tough. Stay engaged to me. For unbelievable. How yeah. could I like? How could I actually be expected to pay attention during the podcast I'm recording? That's not really. Fair. <laughs> I know it's tough. It's really <laughs> tough, man. It's tough being engaged. It is. Anyway, uh, this has been Nick's Mailbag episode ninety two. Yes, 92. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in roughly two weeks to do this again and take or your Maybe, questions. according to Alex, uh, Randall and OG will be back. So that'll be exciting. OG will be just about to come back, I think, by the time that. No, in two weeks, OG will be back, according to your timeline. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. A week from Thursday yeah. or whatever the next game yeah. is after that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have. We'll be on our way to a fully. We'll just be back. Yeah. We'll be on our way to a fully healthy Knicks team by then. Uh, hopefully. Anyway, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.